name of Jesus. Who? He loves us. He loves you. He loves you just like he does Jesus. Jesus in all of his perfection and mankind in all of their imperfections. He loves us just the same. Amen? Because when he looks at you, he sees Jesus. When he looks at you and I, he doesn't see our sin. He doesn't see our mistakes. He doesn't see our past. He sees Jesus. Amen? He sees us through the blood. Glory to God, does he love us. Woo! Man. And I tell you what, the more you find out how much he loves you, in spite of you, man, you can love other people. Man, you can be busy loving other people when you find out how much he loves you. I'm telling you tonight, he loves you. I mean, he is passionately in love with you. Wow. Hmm. Amen. Well, I was out of the house on Sunday. You, you saw that if you were here. And uh, greetings from Marble Falls, Texas. Pastor Roxanne Alexander and her church, we preached over there. We invested. We imparted into their church on Sunday. I mean, we had a, just an amazing time. It was some really, really good things. And so, um, you know, when, when we go and do that, you play a part in that because we're there representing gates of the city and investing into those people. And it just, I tell you, it's a, it's a beautiful thing just seeing the body of Christ as a whole and being, you know, having the opportunity to share in places because people want you to invest and impart. And that's why it's so vital that we do that. So it was a great time. And she said to tell all the people at gates that she loves them and She'll be back again. Amen? We will definitely have her back. Um, so tonight, um, as we've been doing on Wednesday nights this year, we've been talking about, uh, throughout the year, and actually we started back in December, in talking about the name of Jesus. Uh, throughout December, it was, it was they sh- what the angels said, they shall call his name Jesus. And we've been looking at the name of Jesus and the importance of, of the name and realizing the investment that's in the name and realizing how much of that is been invested for you. It's, it's, it's been given to you, but it's invested for you. And, and the name of Jesus has empowered you and I to do things in the earth that in the, in the natural you can't accomplish. You cannot do it without it. And so title of my message tonight, I've been giving, I've been putting different titles out there that were connected with the name. And tonight, my title is All Things in the Name. All Things in the Name. And I'm going to start in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, 19th chapter, <clears throat> in verse 11. Um, <clears throat> He said in verse 11, Now, I saw heaven opened. The book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ that came through the Apostle John on the Isle of Patmos. This revelation came to him and he saw different time periods. He saw things in heaven. He saw things in different places. And, and so, 
in verse 11 here in the 19th chapter, he said, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Now watch verse 13. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word of God. His name is called the Word. Everybody say the Word. That's his name. His name is the Word. The Word is, the Word of God is the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the Word of God. His name is the Word of God. Amen? His name is the Word. And we know this passage of Scripture, we've talked about it a lot lately, but I want, I want us just to look at it. I want you to, you'll see it on the screen, and I want you to look at it. And it's John 1, and, uh, and we'll just look at John 1, 1. And it says... <clears throat> It says, in the beginning was the Word, so in the beginning was the name, in the beginning was the Word, in the beginning was the name, and the Word, the name, was with God, and the Word, the name, was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. So, what does that mean? Okay, so somebody, somebody tell me a name of something you can see with your eyes right now that was made. Something that was made. Huh? The wall. Was that made? Yes. How about the chair you're sitting in? Did somebody make that? Right. The chair, the walls, the concrete floor, this pulpit, the top of your head, the soles of your feet, those curtains right there, that exit sign in the back, the lights up there. Everything that you see was made, and it was made by the Word of God. Everything. So you mean in the beginning God said, God made that chair? Absolutely. Because He made everything that went into that. See, there's not anything that's made that wasn't made from, and God said. We have record of some of it, some of the things that he said, but God said a bunch of stuff, and he made a bunch of things, so there's not anything on planet earth that is made that wasn't made from the word of God. And then, and then in verse 14 it says, and the word became flesh, And he dwelt among us. And what happened to the Word? The Word got a name. But the Word was in the beginning. And God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. See? So the Word got a name that was already attached to it. But we didn't know it. 
Because we just read in Revelation that he was the only one that knew his name. So, again, it confirms what we've been talking about, that Father, Word, Holy Ghost, and the Word is the name, and His name is Jesus, and He was in the beginning, but He was before the beginning. And they got all this stuff set up. <laughs> and, and everything they got set up has to do with you and I. So there's not anything that you and I do or come in contact with on a day-to-day basis that was not already designed by what was spoken in the begin- before the beginning. Before the foundation of the world, God already had the plan for you and me. It was already established. Words were already spoken. And the Word of God is the third part of the, of the, the, the being that God is. The Word is. And the Word is His name. And the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us, and they called Him a name that was already established. He already knew that was His name, but nobody else knew it. His name is Jesus. Amen? That we know. And you can say it in a lot of different ways. You're in another country, they're going to say it in a different way. There's people that, that believe if you don't, <clears throat> you don't address him as Yeshua and, and, and you don't say certain things in a certain way that you're off and wrong, whatever, okay? We're Western-minded thinking, and, and I'd butcher a lot of the names that they would want me to say, so I'm calling him Jesus, amen? J-E-S-U-S, Jesus, whatever you want to call him. You can call him all kinds of things, but there's no name like that name. And he is the Word of God. Can you say amen? Now watch what it says about this name. We're going to one verse of Scripture that I'm going to give you that if you'll embrace what I'm telling you tonight, it'll change your life forever. I started following the Copelands, Kenneth Copeland and his ministry in 1977 first got a book of his in 1977 and started following their ministry and I went to a believers convention in 1980 and that first believers convention that I went to this was what they said they probably said it before them but this is when I first heard it he said one word from God will change your life forever and I've heard them say that ever since. Now, other people have probably said it or whatever, you know, but I'm, that's where I first heard it that way, and I've always kept it, and I believe that. One word from God will change your life forever. If you take what I'm going to tell you tonight, I'm going to give you a verse of Scripture that every, most of you, any, most anybody, if they're born again for any length of time, they know this verse of Scripture. But I'm going to give it to you in such a way tonight that will cha- you'll never be the same from tonight on if you'll embrace what I'm telling you. Can you say amen? But we got a few more verses before that. <laughs> Philippians 2 and verse 9. <clears throat> the Word is His name. The Word is His name. Verse 9 of Philippians 2. Therefore God also has highly exalted Him and given Him the name. Say the name. Not a name, but the name. Which is above Every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee 
should bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The name, the name that is above every name. Listen, it's the name that can accomplish every job that needs to be accomplished in your life. It's the name that can overcome every obstacle that you have in your life. It's that name. And what is it? It's the Word of God. John 15 and verse 5. John 15 and 5. I'm the vine... You're the branches. Jesus, the living word, is saying this. I'm the vine, and he's telling us that we're the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him. And whose responsibility is that? It's our responsibility for us to abide in him and make sure that he abides in us. It's not his responsibility. He's already done it. He set it up. And he said, if you abide in me, and I abide in you, it's like, It's like, okay, well, Jesus, I did my part, but you didn't do your... No, 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 he he did his part. It's my responsibility to make sure that I allow my life to be open to a place where he abides in me. He wants to, he desires to. I'm not pushing him away because I'm choosing to do life without him. And you can push him away. He'll sit right over on the sidelines and he will fold his hands and let all kinds all kinds of disastrous situations come into people's lives and he can do nothing because we push him away. We don't embrace what he's already done. But listen, you and, you and I, me and Jesus are a majority and we overcome everything if I allow him to abide in me and I'm spending the time that I need to to know who he is and to realize that the living word is his name And that living word has to operate in and through my life. It's not just acknowledging. You remember, as we've been talking in the book of Acts, chapter 3, and and verse 1, and then uh, through 10, and then verse 16. In verse 16, talking about the man that Peter raised up from at the gate beautiful that had been in in a crippled, you know, uh, non-existent position most of his life. I think all of his life. And it says... When they were trying to explain to people how it happened, he said, the name. Well, it's one thing to know about the name, but it's another thing, what he said next was, it's faith in the name. It's another thing to have faith in the name. It's it's one thing to know the name, but another thing to have faith. It's one thing to know the Word of God, but to know that the Word is His name. And everything that's invested in the name is the Word. And that's why when I know I have the name of Jesus, everything I do and say, I do and say, I release something or I speak something and declare something in the name of Jesus. The power that's in that name causes things to change. Just like they did when the one who is the living Word spoke it on earth. Now we're to be his mouth and we're to hear his voice and to embrace 
what he wants done the way he wants it done and get the same exact results. Amen? But he said in this verse, in verse 5, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Without me, without my name, without me, the living word, you can do absolutely nothing. And yet, what his will is, if I abide in him and I work that out and understand what that is, he abides in me and I work that out and understand what that is, then I'll bear much fruit. His will is that we bear fruit, right? And another verse of Scripture says not just bear fruit, but that that fruit remains, right? And he said, without me, you can absolutely do nothing. But with him, what can we do? Some things? All things. It's what the Scripture says. Amen? <clears throat> um, so, Without him and the understanding of what we're talking about tonight, nothing gets completed. Nothing gets completed in a person's life. Nothing gets to the end. Nothing is followed through on. That's why 2017 is the year we're following through. We're, we've embraced the name of Jesus and we are following through. Can you say amen? We're not just talking about things. We are following through. God created you and I to bear fruit to follow through, to get to the end. But when, when we don't understand what I'm talking about tonight, we don't, people, humanity doesn't complete things. They get distracted. They try something for a while. They, when I'm, I'm not talking about trying something. I'm talking about being a, a perpetual forever doer. Say it, I'm a doer. I'm not just a trier. I'm not just going to see what happens kind of thing. We're, we're becoming doers of the word. And I don't care what you've never completed in your life. There's no, like, there's no day like today to, become, to begin to be a completer of the things that you start. I don't care what it is. Because the more we do it, the more we get programmed to follow through with what God says. All the things in the natural, if you've got a number of things in the natural that are undone and uncompleted, you know, I just encourage you not to get stressed out about it. Things that aren't completed in your life, just take a deep breath. If it had been working in your life to complete all those things, you already hadn't completed. So let's just say that, well, maybe there's a better way to do it. Hmm? Maybe we'll spend a little bit more time with God. He'll give me more greater wisdom about how to complete things and follow through and walk through them and how my day can be busy but not wear me out. Nothing worse than a busy day constantly wearing you out day after day. Is that God's will? Is it God's will for you to be so wore out every day that you can't even focus on anything else? Absolutely not, because you're no good for other people. So there is a way to take the things that he wants you to do upon yourself and those things be easy and light. I didn't say that it didn't take a lot of work, all right? Anything that you're going to do and be effective at is going to take a lot of work. I don't care what it is. But you don't have to be stressed to the max, and you can learn to remove stress off of you when you learn how to abide in him and he in you, and you learn how to bear fruit of God in your life. 
what is the, the, the fruit that he's talking about right there? What kind of fruit is he, is he telling us about? The fruit is not just about things in the natural, but the fruit he's talking about are the fruits of the Spirit. Love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and meekness and self-control. Those type of things, the, the goodness of God, the nature of God, that's what he wants to flow through you because when you're letting those things flow through you, then you're not stressed. You're not disrupted in your life when you're bearing those type of fruit. And he, it's his will, if you abide in him and he abides in you, you will bear fruit. Say, I will. It's not something, it's not, so, well, you know, I'm abiding in God and he's in me, but I'm just not, no, 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 no. See, the Bible's full of absolutes. If you're abiding in him and he's abiding in you, you are bearing fruit. Done. I don't know about you, that takes a lot of pressure off me trying to bear fruit. I hate trying to bear fruit. Well, you know, I could just be nice to that guy. No, just make a decision. You can do the opposite of what your flesh wants, right? Remember, we have the living word. I want to get to this one verse, but I can't get there yet. Acts chapter 4, look at this. <clears throat> Say today, I am following through. <laughs> yes. It's the year of following through. Glory to Jesus. Acts chapter 4 and verse 10. <clears throat> this is... This is about the guy at the gate, beautiful, and they're still having to explain themselves, and they want to arrest him because this guy was healed. <laughs> Go figure that one. <clears throat> none of their guys, none of the Sanhedrin or any of their guys are seeing anybody healed in their ministry, and they had ministries. And nobody's been healed, and then somebody gets healed, and then they want to throw him in jail. Um, verse 10, and he said, Let it be known to you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ, what's his name? The Word of God. That by the Word of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you've crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So I'm going to say it like this. Everybody say, well, you don't have to say this, just think about this as I say it. There is no other name. And when you say that there's no other name whereby man will be saved... When you talk about salvation, you talk about the whole package. So what does it mean? There's no other name whereby a man will be healed. There's no other name whereby a man can walk in peace. There's no other name whereby fear has no place in a person's life. There's no other name for anything. There's no other name whereby anything gets accomplished in life. Nothing is going to be accomplished the way God wants it accomplished apart from the name which is the living word. You and I must 
have the word of God in our hearts. We must. Whatever it takes. I'm going to tell you again. Whatever it takes, it takes the word to accomplish what you want to see happen in life. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. God takes us where we're at because there should be new plateaus that you and I are looking to get to it, no matter where, what we've done or what's happened in the past. The world tries to make you believe that if you're not between about 15 and 30, that you're washed up or you hadn't started yet. And if you're past 30 years old, well, you know, you're just, you're kind of out of it because what really matters is, is youthfulness and, and, and that type of age. Well, thank God for that. There's a number of you that are sitting in here today in, in that age group between 15 and 30. I thank God for you, but you're not the only thing that's out there. Amen? And, and I'm telling you today that when somebody that is 32 or 35 or 40 or 45 or 50 or 55 or 60 or 80 or 90 or 100 or whatever age it is, somebody that's lived a long time, that's lived longer than younger people, they've got things for younger people. And that's the way it should be. Amen? And, and we've got to learn as a whole generation that God takes us where we're at to accomplish things that you, a lot of times you didn't even know that's what God was going to do with you. You didn't even know. Because when he abides, when, I, when I'm abiding in him, he's abiding in me, I begin to bear fruit, and I just begin to bear more fruit, and more things happen, and more opportunities come, more doors open, more situations come my way. There's no end to it, see? And that's what we, you and I have to believe in, but we have to believe in it, in the name which is the word. Because apart from that, none of the rest of this will work. People can be discouraged at 10 years old. I saw a statistic a while back of the teenage suicides in America. It's off the charts. Teenage suicides in America is off the charts. What? What would a teenager have to blow their brains out? Why would a teenager want to OD? Because they don't know the living word. They know nothing about the name. They know nothing about life. And to do something like that, to want to take your life, is because you're all about yourself. And there's a lot of pain. They may have been, you know, I mean, all kinds of things. Then you can hear about somebody that's done something like that, and, and you hear it was because, you know, her boyfriend left or her, his girlfriend left or something like that, and you think, man, why didn't you... Why, why weren't you in such a place that if they want to leave, you know, help them. Don't let the door hit them on the butt on the way out. Much less take your brains out. Take your own life. Why? Because we don't believe in the word. And, and because the word frames your world and gives you purpose and shows you why you're here. Amen? It's the word. His name is the word of God. Amen? Mark 16. And then I'm going to look at my verse. Mark 16. 
and verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world. This is, this is the great commission of Jesus Christ. This is Mark's, um, uh, it's what he penned and his interpretation of the great commission. And, he, and Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will not, in, by no means hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven. He sat down at the right hand of God and they went out and they preached everywhere Watch, they preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word, confirming the word, confirming what they spoke in his name through accompanying signs. Signs follow. When, G, when Peter jerked that man up at the gate, beautiful, silver and gold have I none, but such I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Rise up and walk. And he jerked him by the hand and he began to walk. Signs follow. So that's what the living word did for them. So what is the living word doing for us? And this is my verse of scripture for you tonight. It'll change your life forever if you'll take what I say on the heels of reading this verse. It's a real long verse. Philippians 4 and verse 13. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can you, can you put that, uh, the uh, NIV right there? Can you click that over to the NIV for me? this kind of confirms in the NIV what what I was saying earlier do you have that translation or not that's all right. don't don't worry about it don't worry about it I I didn't tell you that before I just want to read this. Verse 13 in the NIV says, I can do all this through Him. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Now watch. This is what will change your life if you hear what I'm saying. So, you have a thought, and I'm, I'm going to use just a, about a half a dozen random things. You have a thought. Um, thought comes to your head. You're struggling with something like a business deal. And the thought comes, you're never going to be able to. No, 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 no. I can do all of this through him because he gives me strength to do this. 
another thought comes. Yeah, but this has never been. No, 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 you cut it off. See, his name is the word. And the word says, you and I can do all things through him who is our strength. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I will break through in that business deal. Oh, this new idea I have, and I want to start this business, and, and the thought it comes and says, well, you, you'll, you'll never, no, 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 no. I will do and accomplish anything that he tells me I can accomplish because I can do all things through him. See, that's why he has to abide in me, and I have to abide in him so that I know what he's thinking, so I'm not trying to get him to bless and get involved in something that he didn't tell me to get involved in. But man, when I'm abiding in him and he's in me and I'm doing his thing, and a thought comes, no, 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 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can have a thought come across. I, I, I had a guy years ago, not here, he's not in this church anymore, just this guy came to me one day and he said, Pastor, I, I, I'm stooped in perversion and he said I, I i'm riddled by it i'm ruled by perversion and i began to tell him i started out by telling him look you've got to work through this but it's a choice and it's a choice you make every time you have a thought Every time you see somebody, every time someone comes across your path, every time somebody says something, every time you read something, you see a picture, you turn the television on, it's a choice. But you're trying to accomplish it within yourself. I was telling this guy. Well, you know, over time, I was showing him how, in essence, to do what I'm telling you here, and he just never caught it. And actually, some really ugly things happened in his life as a result of that. I'm telling you today, you and I can do all things that we battle with or face. Anything that comes our way, we can accomplish it because his name is the living word. And when I, when I say, I can do all things, I'm saying what he is. I can do all things because He is. Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father and God said, it's a finished work. What we started before the foundation of the world, now they can get busy doing what I want them to do. Say it after me. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Jesus Christ the name of Jesus is the living word, okay? It is the living word. And when you speak the living word and you find things to declare that he says are so. See, we read in John 15, you can't do anything without him. But we just read, there's not anything I can't do if I'm with him. And whose responsibility is it? It's yours and mine. We've got to learn to work it out how to be in him and him in us. We've got to make room in our life for the presence of God to have its way 
so that every single time a thought comes to my mind, that I bring that thought captive. Now, Ephesians 6, and I'll end with this. So with that verse of Scripture, you put it to work like it says here in Ephesians 6. Verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles or the schemes or the tricks of the devil. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. People are not your problem. People are not your problem. People are obstacles. People are, 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 are what the enemy uses to try to get to you, but they're not the problem. People are not your enemy. The enemy's the enemy. Right? Say it again. People are not your enemy. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It does not matter what it looks or appears to be. People are not your enemy. The enemy is the enemy. And the only thing that shuts the devil down is the Word of God. And the Word of God is the name of God. And the name of Jesus, when I declare the name of Jesus on the heels of anything that I quote from the Word of God, it's enforcing that just like He's saying it. But it's got to be a part of me. You can't just speak it out of desperation and expect things to change. It's got to be a part of us. And it starts by me declaring over myself, I'm, I'm giving you this Philippians 4.13 as a verse of Scripture that you remind yourself of, and you may have to remind yourself 50, 60, 80 times a day. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Thought comes to you, you know, so-and-so just ticks me off. And man, you're just looking for somebody to just spew on and tell them how much you don't like another. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that. No, I can overcome this in Christ Jesus. I can do all things. I don't have to give in to this thing in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I will not allow myself to get out of the love of God and get in a place where I open myself up to the enemy having his way in and shutting things down to where I'm not bearing fruit. I'm not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles manifest in my life. I'm going to protect myself from that because I can do all things through Christ who is my strength, who is the living word, the name of Jesus and the power that is in the name of Jesus, everything that Jesus invested when he was on the earth so when we operate his name, we can do the same thing and even greater that he did when he was here. That's what we have. Amen? And people are not your problem. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith where which you're able to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and it's not meant to be used on people, but the devil. Amen? It's not people. You might be dealing and battling with something in a person that is, is a devil. I'm not saying that the person you're dealing with is possessed of the devil, but 
every Christians deal with demonic influence in their soul. When you're not renewing and cleansing your mind on a day-to-day basis, you've got thoughts that the enemy has put in your soul. That's the only access he has is to tell you things, and that's why you've got to stop it with declaring, no, no, I'm not doing that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. I can do this. I can overcome this. I can change this. I will complete this. I will follow through in this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Why? Because when you have confidence because you spend time with him, and he spends time with you. And, and, and you're communing with God and you're fellowshipping with God. You have confidence that nothing, not anything, is going to spoil or cause to happen in your life that's going to keep you out of the presence of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? Amen. And he said, so, and take uh, the sword of the Spirit which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication for yourself. No. Being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Amen? That we pray for everybody. That we're able to, that we're able to take the word of God and pray for our friends. You know the verse of scripture that I read? I read it somewhere. Maybe I read it, in, I don't know where I read it. But it was Job 42 and 10. And it says, Job was restored and restored doubly in his life because he prayed for his friends. Man, there's a promise right there. That's Job 42 and 10. You go look at that promise. See, that's, that's, that's the name of Jesus. That's the living word telling you, if you'll pray for your friends, there'll be restoration in your life. Not be about yourself. Amen? How powerful it is. His name is the Word of God. Man, I love it. His name is the Word. His Word is the name, and the name of Jesus has set us up for victory, for overcoming in every area of our life as we declare on a daily basis. If you'll take that one verse of Scripture and declare, no, I'm not giving in to that thought. I'm not backing down. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. How many believe that tonight?